Hey, liberal guys, how would you like to spend time with a beautiful woman? Are you man enough for my economic fantasies? A woman who chose this lifestyle is just waiting for you to call. Don't worry, I'm on birth control. And no, I didn't pay for it. Share the night and learn all her intimate secrets. I'll do whatever you want, as long as the UN says it's okay. Pick up the phone, and in moments, you can be talking to the girl of your dreams about the dangers of fracking. You make me hotter than the earth due to man's impact on the environment. Liberal chat, what are you waiting for? Only $4.99 a minute. Unless you make less than $38,000 a year, then the government will foot the entire bill. You're listening to Questionable Material with Jack and Brian, a mostly improvised podcast produced in New York by Jack Helmuth and Brian Sack. QMPodcast.com. I said start this jihad, Jack. No, that's not. Are are, are we? Comedy Jihad is is a pretty good rebrand for us. That's what I wanted to change the name of the podcast to Comedy Jihad. Man, you know, our sponsor should change the name of their business to Copy Jihad. Copy Jihad or Silent Jihad. Silent Jihad. That's the worst type of Jihad. It really is because you don't see it coming. You don't even hear the Allah Akbar. You just, it's just over. That's the fun. That's like, it's like having sex tantric style. Like you don't do the fun part. That's right. It's just long drawn out, but it's a fantastic sting says. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's just a lot of kissing and looking at each other's eyes. Like I try to avoid that. I'll tell you. Yeah. It's especially when you have one eye. You, <laughs> That's you, true. Like you just don't know. You got to focus. You you really do. It's it's for listeners who don't know. And why would anyone know? I am blind in my right eye. <laughs> what the hell's going on? I'm laughing. Oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'm you know, blind in my right eye. That's that's the truth. And deaf in one ear, which is why you thought that there was something wrong with the microphone. <laughs> that's exactly right. That All is right. true. Yeah, no, I'm I am half a Keller. I was born um, blind in my right eye, and I lost hearing in my right ear in 2017. That's right. Just turned off like a speaker turns off. It did. So that's fun. A little yeah. fun trivia. That's a little trivia. A little Jack disability trivia. The, that'll be on the disability test later. And it, and again, it really does help in this culture to have some disabilities in my back pocket. You need to have a list of things wrong with you in order to get ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so, I've got ADHD and anxiety and I don't sleep well and cats make me nervous. That's a disability? Cats making you nervous? You know, everything's a disability these days. If you look at anything like Instagram or Reddit, it's in the bios, Jack. You put it in the bios. You, you put a laundry list of things that are wrong with you in the bios. That gets you social credit and sympathy. Yeah. Uh, and, of course. And oppression points. Oppression points. That's the number one currency. And so that's what you do. Now, I know you were talking to me a couple weeks ago that you said you you wanted to sort of increase your disability game and that yes. there are some ways that I could potentially help. So 
what did you mean by that? How, how can I help you become more disabled? Well, um, I need you to emphasize that my feet arches are not what they should be. Whoa. I'm suffering from arch fatigue. <laughs> Chronic mm -hmm. arch fatigue syndrome. Mm -hmm. uh, there's got to be an Ibram X. Kendi of foot fatigue. There has to be somebody who wants to be racist based on the arches of your feet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if not, I could be that guy. Right. Or maybe we just need to be more accepting. That's sort of, you know, a Western European type of standard that arches and feet sort of should should go up and then back down. Maybe we need to toss that out the window. I don't know, but it just reminded me of these shoes they tried to sell a long while back at a store in New York. Which are? And they were based on the feet of, I think, Maasai tribesmen in Africa. Okay. Who go largely barefoot. And mm -hmm. these soles were actually like convex. It was like walking on U's. Oh. And there were these, there were sneakers and it was the weirdest feeling, but it was trying, it was supposedly to give you the feeling of like running barefoot in uh, the desert or Africa, the jungle, which I don't know why I'd want to feel like I'm doing that. No, that seems like a benefit of Western society. It is kind of cool. And I have to run through a jungle or a desert. Right. And, and just kind of maybe, you know, plot along your way. Maybe you have bad posture or your arches are messed up, but I'm not on weird shoes that make me feel like I'm walking on balloons. No, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, you know, we get to, you know, in the West, we have clothes that, for example, uh, show the correct Super Bowl winners. In That's Africa, right. they think the Buffalo Bills won like four, four Super Bowls. That's right. Yes, they do get the hand-me-downs. <laughs> uh, you know, what are some other disabilities that you're sort of hoping to get? I mean, you're, you know, you're certainly a man of advanced age. What, you know, what are some uh, other things you're sort of hoping for? I don't feel like advanced age. Well, you know, I have a hard time reading the tiny, tiny, tiny print on, mm. on bottles and products like directions. Wow. And that hurts. Where's that representation in America's boardrooms? I, I don't know. The, the people who can't read tiny, tiny print aren't there. Otherwise, if I were on a board, I would step up and say, I can't read what it says to do with this paint thinner. <laughs> we, that's terrible. And because and, I know you were just painting this past weekend. What did you wind up doing with the paint thinner? I gave it to the dog. <laughs> To, to paint or to consume? No, I gave it to the dog to consume. <laughs> That's a mistake. The dog gave one good sniff. And those do dogs have really good smelling abilities. Mm -hmm. Even more than my wife. And they sniff at that, sniff at that. And he, she was just like, no, not having that. I'm like, fair enough. I guess it's not meant for consumption by dogs. And so I put it in the windshield tank. <laughs> the windshield fluid tank. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and I know it was a, a rainy weekend yep. uh, here in uh, upstate New York. What, how did that work out for you? Well, I went to clean the windows and the cars behind me suddenly got pockmarked with paint splatter. And so like now they have uh, a pattern on their cars that look like somebody in front of them sprayed paint thinner into the air. You can imagine there was a lot of honking, mm -hmm. a lot of tailgating. Mm -hmm. People telling me to pull over. Mm -hmm. 
Fortunately, I don't have a license plate, so they don't know who I was. Just That's some great. jerk in a car. Remind me, what's the what's the backstory again on why you don't have a license plate? Because in the sovereign state of Brianistan, where I live, we don't need license plates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How how large of a, a piece of land does that encompass? In the sovereign state of Brianistan, it is 850 acres, but that's because I define acres differently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, every, you know, different countries have different uh, units of weight and measures. I, what's an acre in, in Brian meters? It's about 200 something uh, acres in imperialist America. I love how carefully you've thought this out. Okay. Well, it's, it seems like, yeah, you should probably be driving with a license plate because you're going to leave the independent uh, Republic of Brianistan. Well, I don't recognize any borders. Mm-hmm. Uh, my driveway is not manned. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wait a minute. So you're saying your driveway is not manned. So someone could come in and like, in, uh, like a foreign power could come invade? Yeah. Well, somebody tried that the other day. What happened? That's terrible. Uh, I don't know. The, the, he was from. Uh, some kind of military looking outfit. He had like a, like a, a hard hat on mm-hmm. of some sort. He had a clipboard mm-hmm. and it looked like he was headed over to my electrical meter to, to disable it probably in anticipation of an attack. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's the con ed guy coming just to do your electric. I don't know his name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying his name is Ed. Uh, it's con Edison, the, uh, the electric company of, uh, of uh, New York state. So why are they attacking me? Uh, they probably just are mad that you haven't paid your bill. That's a guess. Yeah, but what bill? I don't recognize bills. <laughs> okay. You're sending me stuff from your country to my mm-hmm. uh, sovereign mailbox and telling me <laughs> I owe your country money? I don't think so. Yeah, that's, that's not a foreign invader. That's just a, a guy you didn't hold up your end of a business arrangement. It's probably in the fine print. That's why you missed it where you receive electricity and pay for it. Well, it doesn't matter anyway. Cause I live off the grid. Well, I mean, not the power grid. I am off the power grid. Oh, are you? Yeah. I bought 300 feet worth of extension cord <laughs> and I went through the woods and I found my neighbor has an outlet in his backyard <laughs> and I tapped into that. Uh, okay. That's that's not off the grid living. That's just that's just stealing some other dude's electricity. Just well, so you I'm know. not on a grid. My I am drawing from other grids. Yeah. Okay. That's a little more accurate. Um, okay. Well, that's shameful. So what happened to uh, so this foreign invader who yeah. you see as an enemy shows up on your property? How did that exchange go? Well, I walked up. I saw him. I had the dog with me, of course. German sure. Shepherd. Yep, that's true. A tiny bit of Malinois because the breeder's not very good. And then I released the dog. Okay. And the dog looked at the invader and ran over to him. And the invader didn't know what to do, kind of put his hands up in the air and kind of this sheepish gesture. And then the dog uh, fell on its side and offered up its belly. <laughs> Is Do you think that's possibly um, paint thinner brain damage? Uh, I could she could have been high from the fumes because it had just happened moments before, uh-huh, yeah. or 
maybe it's just a clever dog technique because he was obviously initially scared mm -hmm. and then the dog plopped down and offered her belly. And so he leaned over to pet the dog, presumably give it belly rubs. Sure. And that means he wasn't looking at me. <laughs> oh, I see this sort of tag team thing. So, okay. So what, ha what did you do? I whacked him in the head with a shovel. Yeah, that's, that's illegal. Well, Who's he going to tell? <laughs> I would assume no one. I, I assume he's dead. No, no, he's not dead. He was moaning, but unconscious. I put him in the back of his truck, his military mm -hmm. vehicle, as I view it. And I drove to a different location. Mm -hmm. My next door neighbor. <laughs> and I abandoned the car there with him in the back. And at uh -huh. some point, there was a tremendous police presence. And my neighbor is in prison for the next several years, which means free electricity for me. That's what a happy ending to this story. Exactly, Jack. Oh, my gosh. Comedy Jihad has happy endings. So does the Korean spa down the street. <laughs> <laughs> so what, whatever happened to your dog, by the way? Um, well, she's, I mean, she now offers her belly up to anybody she presumes I should whack in the head with a shovel. Is that how you take it? I mean, that's how I view it. I mean, you know, it's mm -hmm. hard. We don't, dogs haven't uh, advanced enough to speak the Queen's English. So I don't really know how to communicate with her. She understands certain things. Mm -hmm. Like uh, food, <laughs> bed, mm -hmm. car. Walk, Hitler, <laughs> belly rubs. Wait, 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 what? Belly rubs. No, the one, I think the one before that. Hitler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, your dog understands Hitler? Well, I've trained her to, when I say Hitler, she does the salute. <laughs> that's, that's just shake. <laughs> yeah, but if you put a Sieg Heil behind it, it's actually much more ominous. Yeah, it's chilling, actually, if you think about it. Yeah. Okay. Hey, libertarian guys. Want to spice up your life and talk to a beautiful woman? I want to talk to you. A hot, lonely girl who believes strongly in the economic theories of Ludwig von Mises. A free market economy? Ooh. Heat up the night talking to a beautiful girl about reduced military engagement. Do you think 9-11 was a direct result of our foreign policy? You naughty boy. Just pick up the phone. A self-reliant individualist is eagerly awaiting your call. <gasps> Tell me how you'd pull out of the UN. <laughs> Libertarian chat, what are you waiting for? Only $4.99 a minute in American dollars backed only by a gold standard. So, Brian, uh, mm. I understand you were beginning to tell me right before we came on air, and then I didn't I didn't want to talk about it, save it for the show, that your uh, son has gone back to school and that you had uh, some news regarding that. Yeah, he went back to school uh, and he joined a fraternity, <whistles> a brotherhood. Wow. wow. What? No, hold on. A brotherhood. That. What, what what was the name of the fraternity joint? That's K-O-D. Uh-huh. And uh, they don't do Greek. 
It's mm-hmm. um, Knights of Death. <laughs> okay, that's is it like a Dungeons and Dragons club? What 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 does that mean? I uh, know. I mean, they're 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 very focused on mortality. <laughs> uh huh. And so, like the whole theme of the of the fraternity house is is mortality and death. Okay. It sounds like they would have some fun uh, parties and. They don't do parties. They do autopsies. <laughs> but you can come. Right. You can come to the party, you mean. You can come to the party and watch the autopsy. But of course, no alcohol, aside from the formaldehyde. <laughs> right. Uh, okay, so they, 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 they do autopsies on, on, on who? Uh, people who have donated their bodies to science. Oh, that's nice. What, so the boys are doing science? No. That's weird. So where did they get the bodies? Uh, they get them from the science school. I see. The science school has a building filled with cadavers mm-hmm. for use by the medical students and fraternities that are death oriented. That's weird. I know college campuses have gotten really weird over the last 10 years, but I, I have not heard of this. Yeah, I had, this is the first I heard of it, but he sounded very excited. He said the room was a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he was, he was going to be living in than the than the dorm room that he had, mm-hmm. and so he was he was looking forward to having a little more space for, you know, a little uh, some accoutrement for the room, like a sofa, a coffee table, guillotine, things like that 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 kind of bring life to a room. Well, it feels like it would be just the opposite of what it brings to a room. Well, a coffee table can collapse if you're lying on it, but the trick is to not lie on it. Let's see. That's exactly what I was worried about. Well, again, that, that's a good tip right there. That's just I, I envy people who listen to this show because they get so much life information, like life hacks, I would say. Yep. Life pro tips. Yeah. You you, you people are really lucky. We should call the podcast pro tips. Yeah, I mean, we could. I mean, that's if you like if you're into bad names, I suppose you could. Yeah. Tell me. Uh, so, OK, so they, they're doing the cadaver. They're doing the autopsy and stuff. What are, um you know. Part of the fun of fraternities is, is, you know, getting together with your, uh, you know, a sorority for like a, a rager. I guess they don't do that, but it's certainly like the hookup culture mm-hmm. with sorority sisters. What, what's that like in his fraternity? Uh, there is a, they have a, a, what they call it a partner fraternity mm-hmm. for people with vaginas. We don't use the term women right. on a college campus. And right. so it's called the Sisters of Mopiness. <laughs> the S-O-M. Uh-huh. I don't like when everybody's on the same kind of riding the same mellow wave and just being kind of boring. I like somebody who's, you know, climbing on the roof and, you know, shouting and, 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 you know, just setting things on fire, you know, bringing a little life to a party. In a building stocked with formaldehyde, uh, human bombs, is that a good idea? No. And that, that's, you know, is something you, you learn, you live and learn. How, how, how so? What, I don't understand what you mean. Well, I just got off the phone uh, with my son and mm-hmm. um, they're moving the fraternity. Oh, um, there was a girl who wasn't on her meds, got mm-hmm. very excited. Place went up in flames. Fortunately, nobody was hurt. Only the dead people were burned. <laughs> um, and so, cause they couldn't flee. Mm-hmm. 
Right. And so they're relocating their frat house to a, a new part of, of the town. It's not on the college campus, which is unfortunate because it's less convenient to get to. Sure. But, uh, you know, it's a start. He's excited about it. He's got, he said, plywood and two by fours, uh, some screws and, and nails and things. And, and they've got an eagerness to, to get her done. Hey, man, before Jimmy Carter kicks it, like, you know, get him out there building this thing. Yeah, they did ask Habitat for Humanity. Uh, to come out there and help them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, you know, but they said ha- Habitat for Humanity said they're too focused on housing justice. God. Um, they weren't able yeah, to help well, the fraternity. Well, that's a shame. I mean, there's, I can think of no one who deserves justice more than these poor souls who had this terrible accident happen. Yeah. It's a shame. Cause he was so excited about the, the new fraternity. So what, what part of town were they moved to? Uh, it's, I mean, it's called underpass because it's next to the highway underpass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so their plan is to take the unused space. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will make accommodations for the two homeless guys who live there. Okay. Oh, nice. So it's not like a full annexation, uh, but they're going to build their fraternity house. Well, that's exciting. Gosh, there are so many, so, so many fraternities in, um, in the California area. Oh yeah, that, I mean that—that's where they got their inspiration. Mm-hmm. As the fraternity system in California, which all these fraternities spring up all over the place, mm-hmm. and I don't know what schools they're affiliated with, but you know, it's—it is inspiring. Well, is there is there a college called uh, Shit on the Street University? That's in San Francisco. Okay, so I was right. So that is in California. Okay, yep. so well, I know that's one. Yeah, now, I mean, there's uh, the College of Public Masturbation, <laughs> uh, overdosing in public university. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fen- Fentanyl State is up there, I think. Fentanyl State. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's there's t- and then of course Harvard. <laughs> right. By the way, uh, if you can't go out there, there the Fentanyl State uh, online. Is also yes. a great accredited sort of online university. Yes. Uh, and w- what sort of stuff do they teach there? Because I know you, I know your son was looking into that. Uh, you know, just needle cleaning, mm-hmm. sharing uh, the best way to kind of, you know, when you're standing and almost falling asleep, standing up, you know, mm-hmm. the best kind of poses where you can kind of maintain balance without completely keeling over. It's great. Where it kind of engages everybody around you to kind of watch and imagine like, how incredible it is that you're actually still standing up when you're actually not conscious? Yeah. See, I, I like practical classes. It's not Native American art majors. No, it's, that's, it's this, this is hands-on. This is not like women's studies. This is studying Phil as he stands there on the subway, his pants around his ankles, unaware. Well, let me ask you, though, uh, about your son's fraternity, if we could go back to to, to New York State. Yeah. Um, you said that uh, he had two um, two homeless guys join the fraternity. How's the that integration gone? Like, can you tell us about these two? Uh, uh, gen- I assume they're gentlemen. Uh, I mean, they you know I don't know if they act like gentlemen, but they are males, or as they say at college, penist. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I think one is a is a paranoid schizophrenic, so of course, it's a little difficult with him. You got to kind of you know be very careful with how you approach him. Talk mm-hmm. to him, you know, what you say and do. Um, you stay away from his tent. 
he's he's laid out in his tent. There's a chalk line there, and if you cross the chalk line, he'll he say, "I'm going to cut you." <laughs> so you stay clear of that. Mm-hmm. The other gentleman is, is uh, when he's conscious, he's he's he seems quite harmless. He's he's very quiet. He's soft spoken. Um, he's a reader. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. You know, a, a philosophy, like what sort of stuff does he read? Band-Aid instructions. <laughs> uh, he's not much for doing handstands on a keg because mm-hmm. those muscles have atrophied after years of, of lying in a puddle of his own urine. Those muscles kind of just give up after time. Sure. Um, and then he'll show people is he's got, you know, he's what they can look forward to as they get older in life. He's got a collection of scabs. Uh, that he's saved over the years. He, he anybody, you know, it's amazing for a guy who can't remember how a Band-Aid works. Yeah. He can tell you each scab, the history behind it, wh- where the injury is from or what drug caused it or uh, you know, why, you know, why it was there in the first place. He's got a solid memory when it comes to that. That is fascinating. So it's just like a hefty bag of scabs? Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a military trunk. Oh, <laughs> okay. It's from he served the country back uh, many years ago. How, how what war was he in? He was in uh, he was just after Vietnam. Uh, the Gulf War. He was right before the Gulf War. Grenada. Exactly. <laughs> and he said he, was- you know, he he was one of the first people in Grenada. Yep. And he single handedly uh, commandeered a bicycle. Oh, that's amazing. Yes. From a medical student. <laughs> no wonder he gets along with the, the boys of the fraternity is stealing medical uh, students uh, things. Yeah, he relates. He relates. And that's one of the things they connected on. That's great. But he also knows where the other bodies are that you don't have to go through the school because there's a hobo graveyard. I've I've not been to a hobo graveyard in in a while. What? How do you sort of know you're in a hobo graveyard? Well, hobo graveyards, of course, are, you know, there's not a lot of money in it. There's, you know, and there's not a lot of family really caring about stones and stuff. Uh, Mm -hmm. So you get a popsicle stick. It'll have, you know, until the weather gets to it, you'll get a name there Mm -hmm. and maybe a date. Mm -hmm. Uh, Eventually it turns into just kind of a blob. Sure. Which kind of makes an adventure because you don't know what you're digging up. Right. Oh, that's kind of fun. The Knights of Death will have one of their dig up parties the DUPs and they'll get out there and they'll just start digging. And then of course, when you're uh, a hobo, you're not buried in a very expensive coffin, you know, and there's no. not, you're not going to get some kind of metal deal or some heavy Oak casket. They usually put you in rolled up carpets that are being <laughs> disposed of. It's a way of getting okay. rid of the carpet and at the same time burying a hobo. So it seems, uh, it seems like a green cemetery. In a way, you know, the rubber backing of many carpets is not necessarily green. I see. What's the, what does that do to the water table in that area? Uh, well, I mean, it's officially listed as gross. <laughs> <laughs> so they I do advise. Is that a you, government designation? It is. Yeah, when you're in, when when you're in a in a fetid uh, water area. <laughs> it's listed as grow, and they, you know, they will advise that you use a Brita water filter at the very least. Mm-hmm. But ideally, you will just uh, bypass and, and use municipal water. So, so does the uh, does the Brita water filter? I mean, like you just get like 
you know, like kidney in it and stuff. You'll get bits of it. Yeah. I mean, it really yeah. depends on the, you know, the, you know, some carpets are very thick. And so, mm. you know, the, the bugs and earth can't penetrate and get to you know, what they want to do, which is dissolve the hobo. <laughs> That's also what hobos want to do to each other. They want to dissolve hobo. They want to dissolve. Hobos love dissolving one another. What, what is the show we're doing? I don't know. <laughs> uh, definitely weird. Well, Copy plus. <laughs> Silent partners. Silent partners. <laughs> so, Brian, I, we do need to get a little business out of the way. Yeah. This is week two yep. of our sponsorship with Silent Partners. Silent Copy Partner Plus. Nope. No. You've- no, no, wrong. That's not no, that's, wrong. That's death to copy plus. It's silent partners, Jack. It is silent partners. Our our official uh, sponsor. Week two of our sponsorship. Week two of silent partners. The the owner of silent partners uh, and I had a very uh, interesting conversation if, uh, right before we started recording this podcast. Murray. Uh, his name is not his name is not Murray. Ezekiel. I don't, that doesn't feel right. Gwyneth. Yes, that's his name. So Gwyneth and I were on the phone, uh, on, a, on a Zoom call. Yeah. And uh, because again, the Silent Partners, it's top flight stuff. Like they do Zoom calls. It's not just phone calls. It's not no landlines. They've kicked it up a notch is what you're saying. It's it's a it's a big deal. That is what I'm saying. And uh, I was I was being chided. It's, it's the only sponsorship deal uh, he believes in advertising history where the person doing the advertising uh, is begging to pay the bill because I sort of forgot to invoice him. You forgot to invoice the sponsor. So he's just like, please let me pay you. Let me get this paperwork going. Is this Uh, maybe why we didn't get paid by Manscaped? No, that's the, those guys screwed us over. Okay. No, that was, that's no. And I, I would hope that everyone has a big unkempt bushy pubic mound. Yes. Rather than give, manscaped a penny of your money that's right i wish i hadn't used their device that they sent me for free how did you find the device worked pretty great jeez that's that's not what my wife said i felt like a baby with a big penis (laughs) she said it's like as if a a baby's bottom has a big penis coming out of it She's Polish, so there may be translation issues. You know, I just kind of get the vague translation, then I run it, I run it through Google and see what that says. And then for kicks, the- I'll tra- translate it to Mandarin, then back to English, then back to Polish. So what 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 was what were the exact English words your wife used to describe that moment? Um you remind me of Tim. <laughs> You know who's psyched about this conversation? Silent partners. Silent partners. So they're begging me. So we've got to we got to send this guy an invoice, uh, and he's definitely getting his money's worth tonight. I, I would think. think so, because everybody right now is going, "What is silent partners?" And so that's the question of the hour. Yep. Yep. It is. It sure is. What does silent partners do? I know that's the question, right? What do silent partners do? How would an Englishman say it? 
do or does. How would your how would your Polish wife say it? Who is this man? <laughs> okay. They have funny Polish expressions. So, Silent Partners, you know what? Here's how it was described to me. That Silent okay. Partners is the antidote to the loneliness of leadership. I'm sad. Isn't that cool? Yeah, but I feel sad now. Why would you feel sad? It's the antidote of loneliness. It's the loneliness of leadership. Okay. So, I mean, th- think and I can imagine being like, look at Robert Mugabe. Mm-hmm. You know, it's lonely at the top. Mm-hmm. You killed off all your rivals mm-hmm. and a lot of other people who just kind of happen to be in the vicinity. Right. And you're alone. Leadership is lonely and silent partners is the antidote to the loneliness of leadership. Absolutely. But Mugabe's dead. So what are they doing now? I don't know. That's probably why they're just trying to drum up business on podcasts. Okay. So I'm a leader and I'm lonely. Mm-hmm. And I call silent partners. Hi, fellas. <laughs> hi, I'm hi. Le- can we? I'm a leader hi, of a business. Yeah, I'm a leader of a business. And leadership is lonely. I need an antidote for that. Well, we have a paint thinner mixer. Try, try chasing one of those. Chase then a- you'll, be, you'll be surrounded by all sorts of ghosts in heaven. How is that now? How is that making me less lonely in my leadership position? Well, you have all the ghosts, you know, all the the pets you lost, uh, you know, throughout your life. Um, you know, maybe you're back united with grandma, um, I, Brian, who lost his mother when he was 14. Mommy. <laughs> and, um, you know, maybe now you're seeing mommy again. So silent partners will reunite me with my dead mother. I, pr- probably. It's the antidote for the loneliness of leadership, Brian. I like the tagline, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to figure out what I would hire them for. Well, again, it's leadership is hard. Yes. Right. It's, it, it actually is lonely because you're sort of the only person. The buck stops with you and you've got the responsibility of the entire business that weighed on your shoulders to deliver for your employees, for yourself, for your family, to sort of make it all happen and all the decisions kind of have to fall to you. It can be very lonely if you don't have anyone. Just ask Prince Hal. Who, I don't know Prince Hal. Who's Prince Hal? Prince Hal was friends with Falstaff, who was the village drunkard. But then when Prince Hal was suddenly thrust into the limelight and had to be a king, he had to have Falstaff hanged for being a bit of a boozing drunk. It's lonely at the top. Yeah. That's probably what they mean. I, I got to... Maybe you got to join me on one of these calls. So I can ask questions like, what does your organization do? I already told you last week, they help like, you know, when it's time to sell your business, when you're about 18 months out from selling your business, they're call silent partners. They're going to help you not only maximize the value of your business, but, but like take care of the the entire sale. They're consultants. They're consultants, but, but Ah. sort of at, at, you know, at, you know, sort of at the big business level, they're, they're the real deal that their partner list, that the, their client list actually is kind of crazy big and impressive. So like, give me one. You can't because they're silent, right? I, yeah, I swear it's, they, everything's an NDA over there. 
All right. So they, so I have a big company and I want to do something with it. Mm -hmm. Sell it. Yeah. And they're going to come in and help me sell it for more money. Right. And also they're going to help you realize the different goals that you're trying to achieve with your business. So, you know, perhaps it's not all about getting every last penny. Maybe it's about making sure that the, the business is set up to succeed for a hundred years into the future. Maybe it's to stay in the town that supports the, the business and the business supports the town. There's all sorts of different things when you're a lonely business leader, Brian. So if I owned a barbecue grill company. Yes. That made high quality barbecue grills. Right. Made in America. Yep. And I wanted to sell it because I was tired. And lonely. And lonely at the top. I want to spend more time by myself. <laughs> not at the office. Right. And then I call silent partners. Mm-hmm. And they stroll in in cowboy boots. Yep. And a hat. They, I know the owner has a cowboy hat. All right, then. So he strolls in and did I really, I just, I feel like I should be a psychic. So he strolls in in cowboy boots with a cowboy hat and says, okay, I'm going to help you do this business. And I say, Hey, Mr. Silent partner, man, here's the thing. I don't ever want this business to produce these grills in China. Yes. Yes. Precisely. Because they'll, they'll ruin my brand. They'll ruin my reputation. See, that's exactly right. They also, I don't know if this is the case, I, I'm going to have to check, but they also might, you know, when you're retired, you're all of a sudden going to have a lot of like time at home and you're probably hate your wife at that point in your life. So I don't know if they can sort of like deal with that for you. Oh, silently. I see what you're saying. It, it's, it's a possibility. That's all I'm saying. Well. I'm not saying that silent partners will take your wife on a long road trip to upstate to drop her off into the field. But what I'm saying is they probably do. And you would never know. No, you, you help set the, set it up. You'd tell them like her like daily routine so they could grab her, you know, throw the bag over her head coming out of the stop and shop or whatever. But it's never coming back to you is what you're saying. That's silent partners. That's silent partners. But let's just clear this with them to make sure that's one of the services they may offer. You know what, because Brian? I, when you have a sponsor, you don't want to maybe suggest that they murder people on the side. I, I, don't, I don't know how the sponsorship game works, man. Silent partners. I hope you bastards feel like you got your $150 worth. <laughs> Taking the loneliness out of leadership. The antidote. For loneliness in leadership. One housewife at a time. I don't know if you saw this. Um, in Germany, Germany is considering a ban. There's this uh, far right political party, uh, Alternative for Germany or mm -hmm. AFD. Okay. And apparently their, um, their sort of big platform piece is that they want to have like incredible mass uh, deportation. Mm. Where they're 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 just going to round up uh, uh, immigrants in the country because that's a, that's been a big topic uh, of debate over there in the last uh, 10, 12 years ever since mm -hmm. Angela Merkel opened Great up. Great job, Angela! Yeah, come on in, everybody. And so there's this sort of big debate that that, that Germany might um, might be just doing uh, mass deportations. Yes, or uh, or uh, re 
re-immigration. Re-immigration. De-immigration or re-immigration? It's R-E-M-I-G-R-A-T-I-O-N. Remigration? Remigration. The removal of millions of asylum seekers or the non-assimilated. Yeah. I, and I don't know if I told you this, but I, I have worked with AFD. Oh, you, so you have worked with AFD. So yeah. that's great. So, I mean, gosh, there's so many questions about this. How do you get them out of the country? How, how do you round them up? Germany, um, you know, has a bad reputation for uh, relocating people. Hmm. You know, they had, they got a black guy in the past. They did it all yeah. wrong. Little boo-boo. Little boo-boo, black eye. And they, you know, they did it all wrong. And people, uh, they have to hold themselves to a higher standard. Yeah, good. Well, what's the right way to do it then? So you have these folks, they haven't assimilated or they're there illegally or on fake asylum claims, whatever. They're just trying to take advantage of your country and, and they're not really helping and things are kind of bad and getting out of control and you have to relocate them. Okay. Now- we know we can't put them on a train. It does make the most economic sense. Mm -hmm. uh, logistically, we Europe has fantastic rail networks. Mm -hmm. uh, so we really could do that. But we know as Germans, we can't put them on a train. Yeah, it just the optics, the optics are terrible. Yeah. Can't do yeah. it. I see that. So we thought, okay, what can we do? Mm-hmm. And then we thought, a brilliant idea. Mm -hmm. We're going to have a massive soapbox derby. And mm -hmm. it's basically a race. Mm -hmm. uh, you bring your own soapbox, mm -hmm. wheels, steering wheel. And we have a very, the highway system will be shut down for the day. Okay. And we'll rely on a strong incline to keep the momentum going. Mm -hmm. And basically all the participants will soapbox themselves out mm -hmm. of the country. And then once they've crossed the finish line or what we call the border, mm -hmm. we say, thank you very much. And then we just put up the no, no thank you sign all full. <laughs> so the reason this is brilliant is because they're, they're self deporting, self remigrating. Oh. Right. Re Self-remigrating. And yeah, that's, that's the word. They're self-remigrating. And on top of that, they've provided the soapbox for the soapbox derby. So they've done it at their own expense using right. a cardboard box or a, a plastic tub, whatever it takes. And some the wheels. bones of an infidel. Yeah, the bone infidel bones. And, um, you know, and it's, it's going to be fun for the whole family. And then thank you very much. It's a pretty good idea. So why, why dome them before that move though? Well, you got to, you don't have to, we can cut that part out. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fine. So I, I they, uh, they, they take a, a, they soapbox themselves. What? Like to Turkey. Is that the neighboring? Ideally. Mm -hmm. They're more comfortable there. Sure. There's more halal food. Mm -hmm. It's bordered with some really great other countries like Syria. Mm -hmm. And so there's just a lot more opportunities there for them to re-migrate. Is there concern that they might go the wrong direction and all of a sudden um, you've got 300,000 um, 
Middle Eastern soapboxers in Luxembourg? Yeah. And Luxembourg being very small, it's about 24 square miles. They would have a serious problem with that, Mm -hmm. which is why Luxembourg has built a wall because they're only 24 square miles. Yeah, that's, so, that's not a big ass. That's that's a weekend project. It was done pretty quickly. And I'll tell you, every Luxembourgois was out there with uh, pitchforks and shovels helping to build that thing. Not sure a pitchfork helps. I feel like that's more of a old fashioned the mob. I think it's a mob. Yeah, well, that's those are the ones kind of fending off as the walls being built. I, I see. Jeez. So it's just don't get any ideas. You're not coming to Luxembourg. Meanwhile, the other guy's shoveling like crazy. <laughs> okay I guess, I guess that all makes sense I was in Luxembourg once I believe that what's Sorry. the what's your one takeaway uh, uh, from your time in Luxembourg well I was with a few gentlemen from the youth hostel mm-hmm. and we were sitting at a bar and looking at this long this person with long blonde hair and very tight jeans mm-hmm. and admiring her bum mm-hmm And uh, then uh, she turned around and it was a gentleman with a mustache. Is that true? Yes. Just happened to have very long blonde hair, tight Mm -hmm. jeans and a mustache. And obviously the question in everyone's mind before we finish the bit is how was he in bed? I mean, you haven't lived until you've had a mustache job. (laughs) Yeah, I it's I'm fine. I, I think I'm fine not living. That's what Norman Jewison just said. Um, yeah, yeah, you happy with what you've done, Silent Partners? <laughs> the choices you've made. Okay, so that makes sense. Uh, a, a mustache job from that fine, yeah. uh, that fine, uh, uh, sexy fella. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the box cars. That's that's great. So uh, certainly, there's got to be like a backup plan uh, to to sort of uh, how to um, again. How to how to round them up? I'm I'm you know it's it's got to be difficult to entice people to all sort of follow you to sort of be the Pied Piper of illegal immigrants. You know, have you guys bandied about any other ideas to to get to get uh, the illegal immigrants uh, in Germany to to follow? Yeah, uh, we've got a white horse. Hmm. Uh, we're going to put wings on it, mm-hmm. and a gentleman uh, with a big long beard. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're just, he's going to ride through the streets and, uh, and it'd be like Lady Godiva, but it's Muhammad. <laughs> and, and then he's just going to keep galloping. He'll do a slow trot, but, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully the idea is to build up a following, a large That's following. Cool. And just try to, and he wants to lead them to the Holy Land, which is actually Istanbul. That's great. Uh, so where, where, where'd you find this guy? Uh, he's a, he escaped an ISIS prison. <laughs> but that <and> was, <laughs> and instead of ca- capturing him and sending him back to, to prison, you decided to give him a winged horse and uh, do a civic duty for the country of Germany. Yeah. He's really kind of, you know, lived up to it too. He's, he's up to the task. We told him he's the chosen one and he just needs to leave, lead his followers now to, to Istanbul. Okay. Formerly Constantinople. Sounds sounds like a kind of kind of a good song. Could be. So um, obviously, the question in everyone's mind is, how is that guy in bed? Um, I mean, I couldn't stop screaming Allah Akbar. 
Cool. That sounds sounds like a, a fun afternoon. God, he's great. <laughs> well, that's all the time we have for today's episode of uh, Questionable Material or Comedy Jihad. I hope everyone enjoyed the show. I did. I, I, that, I, that, that's not my top priority. I hope sort of everyone else, I hope, enjoyed it. Silent partners. Silent partners. Hey, conservative guys, looking for a swell time? You're not alone. I need someone to talk to. Maybe it's you. Buttoned up girls want to have a good time. You wouldn't have any regulations if you build a small business on top of me. Share the night and learn all her intimate secrets in separate twin beds. Ooh, pray harder. Pray harder. Don't be shy. Get to know someone who thinks and feels like you do. <laughs> I'm so sick. But I'm not going to get health insurance just because the government says I have to. Conservative chat. What are you waiting for? Only $4.99 a minute. Unless you make more than $100,000 a year and then we're giving it to you for $3.99. If you're calling from the location of your offshore company, the call is $2.99. And if you made money off an inheritance this year, consider your call absolutely free. Must be voting age. Questionable Material with Jack and Brian. Subscribe on any podcast platform. Visit us at qmpodcast.com.